0: Aloha and welcome to this episode of the English 2.0 Podcast. My name is Al. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today, we're going to go into part three of our fluency series. I'm really excited to get into this one, but before we do that, I wanted to teach you guys a quick idiom. So here in Hawaii, we just had Hurricane Douglas pass through and on Oahu, luckily, it kind of went to the north, so we didn't really have a lot of wind and rain. Although it is still at this time, uh, maybe to the western island of Kauai, it's still there. So, what we can say for the state of Hawaii is that luckily we are in the home stretch. So, today's idiom is in the home stretch, which means we're almost to the end or in the last part of, in this case, the hurricane, or uh, it could be anything that, like a project or something that you're in the last section of the last part of. You can say we're in the home stretch. So that's today's idiom, and that actually is idiom number nine of Al Sensei's top 25 hot idioms for 2020. So I want you to go check those out. You can get the rest of those, the other 24, for free when you visit alsensei.com/idioms. So please check that out. All right, so today we're going to go into part three of the fluency series. Now last week, in part two, we talked about the three hurdles to fluency and the one change you need to make in order to really dramatically improve your English fluency. So to recap, the three hurdles were number one, no confidence, number two, no words, and number three, no opportunity. Now learning how to overcome or jump over these three hurdles will allow you to reach or will help you to accomplish the change that I mentioned last time which is to be able to think in English that are really like put a jetpack on your fluency okay so that's why it's really important today we're going to talk about how to overcome those hurdles so that you can achieve that goal of thinking in English okay and so let's talk about the first hurdle which is no confidence so remember no confidence means that you know you're you're not sure of what you want to say or how to say it maybe you feel a little nervous or you're just not sure and you you really struggle to you know get things out of your mouth well that's of course a major obstacle a major hurdle when it comes to fluency so that's something we really need to talk about first um, I want to just tell you a quick story of when I first came to Japan. I mentioned this in part one. When I started working for a company or an English, you know, conversation school in Japan called Eon. Now, when you join that company, Eon, you go through a uh, excuse me a training program to learn how to become a teacher that lasts one week. And at the end of the week, and this is you know they have groups of you know people. That train like maybe every month or every couple of months so there's a constant you know every of course teachers come to Japan every month or every couple of months so they need to be trained and taught the EON way now at the end of that week training the president of EON comes to the training group the new employees and he talks to them and welcomes them to the company okay and so, you know, this is the president of the company. All right, keep in mind. Now, actually, <laughs> this is another little secret of mine. Actually, I've been to the training process two times. So I actually joined the company. I left the company once, and I came back. Uh, so it's a different story. But so my, the bottom line is, I went through the training two times. So I got to actually saw this twice, and I was very impressed that, you know, the the Eon president you know he came in he's he's Japanese okay so you know of course his native language is Japanese but he came in to the training group and he does this every time and he talks to the group who are all native English speakers for about 20 minutes maybe 30 minutes and he gives you know a little bit of information about the company but more about you know how English has impacted him and how the lessons can really help and impact the students who take the classes. And he really gets this message out with enthusiasm and passion. And he does this all in English, of course. Okay? And the thing is, he doesn't use any notes. He doesn't stand up there with a paper or anything like that. He just speaks from his heart and he speaks from his feelings. And he's very fluent. Okay. Now is this grammar perfect? No. Is this pronunciation perfect? Eh it's okay, it's enough to be understood. But my point is, he doesn't worry about making mistakes. He just speaks from his heart and his speech is very smooth, very fluent, and we all understand the message that he is sending us, okay? the message he's trying to tell us, all right? So that's the one thing I wanted to, like the key learning point here is, you know, we've all heard Don't you know, don't be afraid of making mistakes and you've all heard that before many times from your teachers But the key learning point here is I want you to remember that Making mistakes. It's just not okay, but it's necessary. It's very important to make mistakes because Mistakes are part of the learning process Okay, let me repeat that mistakes are part of the learning process. You need to make mistakes in order to keep leveling up and getting to that goal that you've always wanted with your English fluency, okay? So keep that in mind next time, okay, you're worried about making mistakes, you're lacking the confidence to to speak, just remember, it's part of the learning process and you need to be able to do that in order to make it to the level that you want. Alright, the second hurdle we have to overcome is no words, alright? I remember, no words is when you feel that you don't have enough vocabulary or you don't have enough, you know, expressions to express what you want to say. So this means you can get maybe brain freeze or again, sometimes the words don't come out. So. I want to tell you about a couple of friends of mine. Again, back to my Eon days when I was first, uh, you know, in Japan and. One friend is named Steve and one friend is named Sean. So now, Steve was actually a guy I worked with. He was a teacher. And Sean was not a teacher, so uh, he was a friend of mine that I met while I was in Japan. He was American, because they're both American. Now, Steve was much like me, I and mean, he studied Japanese in school and college. He knew lots of vocabulary words. He knew how to read kanji and all those really complicated characters in Japanese, Uh, he could read a ton of those, Um, he knew grammar, um, and he was able to pass the, I think think he might have passed the top level uh, Japanese test. But when it came to his speaking, it was very different. In my opinion, he couldn't speak the Japanese sentences he wanted very smoothly. Uh, So in other words, like I could see in his mind, he was kind of forming the grammar as he was trying to speak and then it would come out kind of Choppy, we'll say Um, it wasn't wasn't smooth All right. And so that's you know, kind of what we're talking about with fluency here. Uh, So In other words, he was very good at taking the test and learning all the grammar and the words But when it came to speaking and having a natural conversation, it wasn't so smooth. Now, let's go to my friend Sean. Now, Sean never studied Japanese in school. So, he came to Japan to for other reasons. And to keep this story short, he was working in a bar <laughs> in, in Japan. He was working in a bar. And so, that bar, of course, it had some American or it was close to the military base. So, they had some... Uh, American visitors and so that's why he needed to uh, customers I should say that's why he needed to you know be able to communicate with them naturally, but also of course Japanese uh, customers. So he had to be able to communicate with both. And so while working at the bar, he learned all the natural phrases that he needed from his coworkers and naturally through experiencing day-to-day life. you know And so when I talked to him, he could speak Japanese very smoothly, very naturally, his pronunciation, his intonation was like a native speaker. In fact, my native speaker friend talked to him briefly on the phone for the first time. He, didn't, he never met Sean, but he thought, just by listening, he thought he was Japanese. <laughs> and so he was a very good speaker, even though he never really learned how to read and write Japanese. So the key learning point here is that it's so important to master and learn those natural expressions and natural pronunciation and intonation, because that's really going to help you think in English. The reason is you don't need to translate from your own language anymore. Okay, You're just learning the phrases naturally. So that's what I really want you to focus on for this to get over this hurdle of no words. Okay, Learn natural expressions. And work on your pronunciation our hurdle number three is no opportunity so this is one of the things that i hear the most from my or i heard the most from my students in japan which is oh there's no opportunities to speak english where i am in my neighborhood or in my city or wherever you are not only in japan but from around the world (laughs) so i understand i understand this challenge and i want to tell you about a client a former client of mine and I'll just make this brief because I went over this story in uh, episode, I think, number 30, of, about the Green Pigeon. So if you haven't seen that, go back and check that one out. So one of his hobbies was bird watching, And by posting photos and blogs about his hobby and about a particular bird, the Green Pigeon, in Japan, he was able to get followers and people that were also interested in the same hobby and eventually people from around the world started to visit Japan so in order to, so they, that they could see the green pigeon. And so in that way, by sharing his hobby, he was able to you know, get in contact with lots of people from around the world, and that gave him an opportunity to you know, lead tours and show people the bird and meet these people face to face in real life, and in other words, he was able to speak English with them. Okay and so in other words he created his own opportunity so the key learning point here is that groups especially you know made up of people from around the world are a wonderful way to help with your english fluency being part of a group okay and the reason is it helps you develop a global mindset okay when you're around other people you get out of your own culture get out of your own group your own you know local group or circles and things like that into a international more international group and that helps you develop this global mindset which again helps you to at least get out of your own language and helps you think in English okay so you can see how all of these steps which i'm going to recap here in a second are helping you to get to our goal, that one key change I mentioned in the last episode, and be able to think in English. So here is your action plan for your English fluency. Okay, I'm gonna put up three steps and you can follow them and really, really activate and elevate your English fluency right now. So, number one is download the 25 hot idioms for 2020, slash idioms and i want you to practice i gave example sentences for each of the 25 and i want you to practice those sentences okay now it doesn't have to be that you can get any sentences you want use anything you want but just make sure it's natural english okay so that number one is to get something like that like download the idioms or find some practice sentences number two is to practice those example sentences and practice them until they're very smooth coming out of your mouth. I also want you to note any mistakes that you make and again, learn the mistake and then overcome it the next time, okay? So if you are speaking something and it, it's, you know, you're having trouble you know, getting a particular word or phrase out of your mouth, note it down and then be aware of it and then try again, keep trying until you can get it very smooth, okay? If there's something in the grammar that you don't understand, you can always email me. Or just keep you know look it up and get over it okay so just keep going don't give up just keep practicing until it's very smooth okay and number three is to go to meetup.com m-e-e-t-u-p.com and find a local group in your area join that group it doesn't have to be about english it could be but anything that has you know people from around the world that you can interact with offline okay so that'll really help with your global mindset and help you to think in english all right so i hope that helps and i'm looking forward to hearing from you as you progress on your journey to achieve excellent english fluency you can, as always you can email me al at alsensei.com and i look forward to hearing from you as always thank you so much for watching the fluency series and i hope to see you next time on the english 2.0 podcast and by you know posting you know blogs and information about bird watching the rain on the screen